0: Welcome and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. I'm Mike A. Race with uh, Jacob Myers, our fine crew beat writer, and of course Kyle Robertson. We're all remote from home, it looks like. Although Jacob could be anywhere. The On the couch. Third today is the third of may 2021 it's coming up on four o'clock as we record tomorrow the crew play uh the second leg of their ccl quarterfinal match against monterey in monterey on the west coast of mexico across town from where uh, uh, Lucas lucasilla played uh, uh for his liga mlx his liga mx side uh tigres uh in any case let's go backwards here jacob um I want to start with the most recent news. Obviously, uh, there was uh, yet another acquisition, too, uh, that we really need to cover in in this program. Why why don't you take it from the top with uh, Liam Fraser,
1: a Canadian national 23-year-old on loan from Toronto FC? Yeah, he's a guy that Tim Bezbachenko signed when he was in Toronto. And from just things I was reading and gathering, this is a guy who's been – Locked in the depth chart by Michael Bradley a bit and is a pretty promising young player uh, as far as the Canadian national team goes. So this is, I I think, a move, honestly, the club make as much as I would have liked to see homegrown Isaiah Parente get in there. And I think he would have done an okay job. Then you have Perry Kitchen come down with a, a thigh injury who, as far as I understand, is just kind of a week to week thing. Soft tissue injury that you normally see. With Aiden Morris out for the year, uh, you know, uh, I hope that that kid just comes back as soon as possible. Really sad to see him go down. Um, this is a move I thought the club needed to make to kind of fill in a hole. And they get they get him for the same price that they loaned out Sebastian Berhalter. So in a way, you could look at it as Liam Frazier, who might be a little more proven right now than Sebastian Berhalter. Uh, And a guy who is deserving of some minutes, according to people that cover Toronto FC. So solid move. He fits into the number four spot uh, next to Perry Kitchen there behind Artur and Nagby. Uh,
0: I want to correct myself. Uh, I think I want to make sure that, uh, well, I don't have no idea what I said anymore. But uh, the the second leg of the Cruz quarterfinal match against uh, Monterey is Wednesday. And that's at 8 o'clock. Um, and, and, uh, Jacob, tell us how we can see that that was on Fox app and FS2, the first leg, and it, it wasn't as accessible as maybe some of us would have wanted it to be.
1: Yeah, it's going to be on FS2 again. And Mike, I'm, I'm glad you said that because you've reminded me now for the second time in this past mm-hmm. hour that I need to call AT&T to make sure I can get FS2.
0: Yeah, I don't. But there's a bar down the street that does. Kyle, were you able to watch the first leg?
2: Yeah, I got uh, I got um, the other photographer Adam's password on YouTube TV and (laughs) was able to uh, watch it while he was shooting the game. So, okay, well,
0: uh, everyone just tweet at um, Atomic Photo and maybe maybe you can watch it as well on YouTube TV (laughs) or you can go through at K Rob Photo. Again, working backwards, you know something we didn't cover on our last program. Jacob certainly has on his post game podcasts and all the things that he files at dispatch dot com is Saad Abdul Salam. Uh, I don't know anything about him, Jacob, other than that's a wicked cool name. Um, what, what what's his deal? He's um, he oh. did play he did play uh, uh, against Montreal in um, in the outskirts of Fort Lauderdale uh, on Saturday.
1: Yeah, he, he won a state championship with Will Trapp at Gahanna-Lincoln. Uh, so there's the connection there. And then he walked on, has a pretty cool story, walked on to Akron, one of Caleb Porter's last seasons there. So it's he had connection with Porter through Akron. I don't know how much he actually learned under him because Porter was only there briefly uh, when Saad was there. But uh, this guy who's bounced around a little bit was pretty successful In his early career with Sporting Kansas City, he actually had that penalty kick, if you remember, in 2015, uh, kind of a legendary playoff game against uh, Porter and Portland that uh, bounced off both Mm -hmm. goalposts and came out. So that was Saad who had that. But he's a guy who's bounced around a few places, most recently FC Cincinnati. And now is is back in Columbus. So we talked to him a couple weeks ago. He seemed pretty excited to get back here, and his family's still local. I, I think it's a good fit for what the crew aim for right now. We we've talked, and I'll write a story eventually about Harrison Awful getting up there in age, maybe having to not be used as much. But the guy's still pretty spry for for his age, and I think you just need another player behind him who trust that can fill in there when you need to rotate Marlon Hairston who they brought in this offseason has been hurt and he is very much a uh, work in progress at that position having primarily played winger so Saad Abdul Salam is a guy who fits in at either right back or can give some crew some uh, some needed depth Kyle we got
0: uh, Jacob's take on the uh, 0-0 draw am I supposed to say nil all Patrick Patrick's uh, nodding his he, head. The nil he, all draw. He's
1: pro-English uh, soccer football terms.
0: First uh, Montreal um, in, in South Florida, it was about 147 degrees out. Uh, I, I I turned it on and I'm going like, wow, it's a really nice day in Montreal. <laughs> I forgot that they were <laughs> ensconced in South Florida because of uh, uh, border restrictions, COVID, etc. Uh, we did get Jacob's take on that. Yeah. Kyle, how about how about your look at it? Uh, obviously you start with the fact that uh they rotated in five new starters. Yeah. Um crew fans probably very happy to see that. One of them was Vito Warmhor.
2: Yeah, I think that's what you, you you know, you want to probably take most out of it. I mean I I think there was a lot of energy and a lot of uh um you know uh I, I thought more they they were more, more playing for the you know, for the game on uh was it Thursday or was it Wednesday night or Thursday night? It's, when, it's, you know, it's when, Wednesday it's Wednesday. No, no, but the the first one, first one, yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, yeah, so I think they were kind of you know setting their line more so for that one, and you know, it, I, you know, they have so many different games, and you know, you can't play everyone. You know, I think that was probably the best thing is you know to see Vito kind of get out there and 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 play um, after his injury. What you only got eighty nine minutes. What last year before he got hurt. Um, you know, other than that, you know, I you know I didn't expect much from it. You know, good was, point. It, you know, with all the people, you know that you know that they're replacing. But you're gonna have you're gonna have stretches like that. You can't you can't play your starting eleven every single game and expect to do well in all the extra tournaments. And you know, um, and it's a long season.
0: Well, their depth has been tested with uh, the congestion of the schedule, as well as some injuries that uh, uh, you probably couldn't have counted on. Uh, not a lot of offense going right now, um, um, but uh, their defense has picked up right where it left off yeah. last year. Um, two MLS games, both, uh, both 0-0 draws, the first one with Philly on the opening weekend uh, of the season. Um, uh, I'm still backing up, and uh, for for more, for more on that, that draw versus Montreal, if you care, um, or even if you don't, there's uh, – uh, Jacob has plenty posted at, at Dispatch.com, um, and there's plenty to go through there, so, you know, enjoy Uh, Backing up further, now we get to the um, uh, the game with so much texture to it. uh, That was the first leg of the CCL quarterfinal, uh, CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinal against Monterey at the historic Crew Stadium, as they now call it, uh, the first leg of that quarterfinal match uh, to uh, a 2-2 draw. uh crew gave up a goal late um they went ahead uh uh, prior to the equalizer they had gone ahead i believe in the 87th minute um that game was intense um there's a lot of there was a lot of talent on that field it was flying around there was also a lot of um oh (laughs) things i used to see on a regular (laughs) basis in the south end of hartford um it got very physical out there uh uh, and it was a very controversial game. We should talk about Porter's Ran and take it point by point. Jacob, you've covered a lot of this stuff, but I, I think that uh, it's certainly worth going over. I've written about it as well, um, that appeared uh, in this morning's paper. Um, so, again, dispatch.com. Um, start with the points of controversy. We'll take them one by one. Um, I'll start with Jacob. Um, first off, I mean, they did concede a goal in the ninth minute. Uh, but uh, in the 12th, uh, there's the a foul called and then a yellow card given to uh, Lucas Zellerion. Was was it a foul, Kyle? It wasn't a yellow card. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly wasn't a yellow card. Jacob, break it down. Uh, yeah,
1: you, know, I, you even wrote about this, Mike, and I encourage people to go to dispatch.com, look at Michael Parker's comments on it. I thought those were uh, pretty accurate and, and summed up a lot of people's thoughts, but. Yeah, Lucas Ellerayon even said it was a foul. He and say so, you know he was just dribbling, but then Nagby gets his ankle stepped on uh, and dragged down from behind, and and that's no card. So to break it down, twelfth minute, Lucas is dribbling, loses the ball in the attacking third, goes to try to get it back, accidentally steps on the guy's foot, and then goes after the ball. His reaction was, you know, I think he knew it was a foul, but continued to play. Um, Monterey. Player goes down like a fish out of water, and then the official runs over to Lucas real quickly, gives him a yellow, and Lucas throws his hands up, covers his face. He is uh, really, as everyone I think in the in the uh, stands at, at Crew Stadium couldn't really believe well, that he-, he gave him a yellow card for that.
0: He had picked up another soft one um, in the uh, leg in Managua in their round of 16 game against uh, Real Esteli. That
1: That was was early in the game too, right? Like the first couple minutes he got in there? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, he knew that he had to be careful. At the same token, the referee knew that that he was carrying yellow heading into that game because they know these things. You know, uh, Keith Noss, among other uh, very – bright uh, crew fans, I went back and did some research with the crew in 22 non CCL games. Uh, Zeller Ryan has two yellows in uh, three CCL games with the crew. He has two yellows, uh, both of them kind of puffy for his career. Uh, 242 pro appearances in his career, 13 yellows. And uh, he gets two in the span of less than a month. Um, both of them uh, soft. One of them certainly questionable. And of course, this dovetails right into that age-old conversation, Kyle, that people have about getting "cockacapped" as as a, a verb with an extra half in it.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's very unfortunate. I mean, he was obviously the best player on the pitch, and you know, not to see him in the next leg is is uh, I think it really hurts the crew chances. But I mean. I think he kind of had to know this was coming because Keita got kind of a a yellow card five minutes in. You know, it it was a kind of half, kind of studs up kind of tackle. It wasn't the the worst tackle in the world. But, I mean, I I believe he got a yellow card on that, too. So, I mean, you're already playing on a yellow. So, um, But I think the the crazy thing is, is, like, if that was what was going to set the tempo for the rest of the game, then, like, there should have been... There should be yeah. 13 red or 13 yellow cards by the end of the game is what yeah. is, you know, keep it consistent. If you're going to, you know, for the first 12 minutes call two ticky tack fouls and, and give two yellow cards, be consistent on the whole way, you know, the rest of the way. And that, and that, you know, what, 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 what did they have like 18 fouls, one? Uh, or there 20 there were 20,
0: 25 total fouls. Yeah. uh, 19 on Monterey with two yellows, uh, six on the crew with two yellows. Um, so, yeah, again, it's not even conspiracy theory anymore. It's just it's just uh, it's yeah. CONCACAF being CONCACAF, as Porter said. Jacob, uh, the frustration boiled over after the game. Um, uh, some of the players were clearly <laughs> They clearly didn't want to go there, but they were quite angry. And of course, uh, uh, Caleb Porter very consciously spoke out against the situation and rude the fact that this is going on forever. He went point by point from Zillow Ryan's yellow card to Zardis getting cleaned out by the keeper with no foul called in the box in the 35th minute, to Bradley White-Phillips' goal being rubbed off on uh, what was, you know, it might have been offside, but uh, to, for them to overturn it uh, with VAR, questionable, perhaps even botched. There was a, even a question about whether there was a handball by uh, Monterey on the, on the equalizer goal in stoppage time. And, of course, I don't even know why no one was talking about the, the – uh, the mugging of Nagby that the, uh, he got yeah. clothesline and he got his Achilles stopped yeah, within, nice. within a millisecond of one another by one guy. I mean, like I was looking at that. I'm going like, if you do that in the NFL, man, you're suspended. If you do that in the NHL, man, that's like a, that's a five minute, two, five minute majors and <laughs> a game. And, and this was, uh, this was, did that get carded? That? No, there was no, there was no card. There's no, no card common foul. So, you know, this is uh, this is one of these things we're seeing it in other in other matches, too. I mean, someone got their femur broken um, in another uh, two weeks ago. Um, uh, someone from Club America on a scything tackle uh, by a guy from Olympia. And uh, it was a yellow card. So you can break a guy's leg and it's a yellow. Unbelievable. Jacob.
1: Take I mean, to to, yeah. Well, to Kyle's point. The overarching theme we want out of officiating in general is, one, fairness, and two, just consistency. Yeah. Clearly, the fouls called and what ended up being a yellow for Lucas wasn't consistent. And Porter's point, which he extended on uh, the following day, we didn't get to ask questions that night. We talked to him the next day, is with the VAR, he and you see this in other pro sports, is a call like that is inconclusive and is called as such in the play on the field stands. I don't know why that's not the case in in soccer and the VAR calls are so different league to league. I think everyone who watches an EPL game on the weekend sees and drawn and then immediately either throws something at their TV or rolls their eyes. I, I think MLS has done a fairly good job with VAR, honestly, but in this call in particular there's like you said Mike and Porter even said like I think he could make the argument he was a little offside but how can you say that definitively how can you say definitively when the ball left his foot exactly you know I I don't know so those are all the issues there but yeah you you covered it up well there Mike he, he didn't understand uh how there's not a red card or a PK when he was um, tackled in the box. And uh, the other one was the BAR and then a handball, which I never saw a replay of, but I saw some people uh, tweeting at me who said they sat on that side of the field and could see clear as day a handball. So uh, I'll take that for what it's worth in general. It just wasn't consistent. And and I I think all of us can understand why Porter uh, decided to, come out so strongly uh, toward not just the lack of the beneficiating, but he put it strictly on on CONCACAF as well right
0: and it, again that is a, an age-old uh, argument uh, about uh, this this is nothing uh, new uh, it, you know the other thing too I, I think part of, I like I like what Parker said but when, he, when, it, when it's getting to the point where someone can get seriously hurt um, like that tackle in the Philadelphia game uh, two weeks ago, uh, or, or a, about a month ago now, April seventh, I believe the game was. I mean, that was in the ninety fourth minute um, of a one nothing game, um, and that was just absolutely filthy. And the guy got a yellow, and then there was a brawl. So yeah. it's it's um, so I, I, I wonder, wonders. I wonder out loud. Uh, it, it, this is something that I kind of ended my column on. It's like. If you're the crew, what's your incentive to not go into Monterey with like brick bats, uh, you know, saps, and maybe a shiv, and just (laughs) and just fill the thing up? I mean, what can you lose? You're already down two road goals.
1: Yeah. Well, without Lucas, uh, yeah, or
0: you play
2: clean and get screwed again. Yeah. Well, they're not built like that. They're they're. they're I mean, who, who are you going to be afraid of on the crew?
1: <laughs> to, your, to your point there, Mike, I and, and you, you talked to Porter a few weeks ago, and we've talked about this on air and off air. Y- you know a game like that, and his uh, desire to be the first MLS team to win this tournament is really going to drive him in this yeah. next game. I find it very difficult to see them coming away with a win on the road when Monterey is probably going to play with a full lineup, no Lucas, uh, maybe Jonathan and Jossie are back from injury. I expect Jonathan to. I just don't know how bad Jossie's injury was, which Porter said he got his shoulder dislocated uh, on on that play where, where the goalie took him out. But as we've said before, Mike, as big as a competitor Caleb Porter is, that game last Wednesday is really going to drive them in this yeah. game. And I think that's a factor that uh, can't really be quantified when you're trying to look at what might happen. Yeah.
0: Last thing here, uh, Jacob. In this very tight edition of the Speakeasy, uh, uh, what's their lineup going to look like? Of course, they're they're going to be missing their number ten. Zeller Ryan has to sit out uh, on cards, um, and they they have to is, uh, how's Mensa? Um, what's their lineup? What's their lineup going to look like? It, does Warmore draw in? Is he fit enough? Um, what what's Caleb looking at? Do you have any idea with the eleven?
1: I think with Josh Williams coming in there with. 60th minute, so playing 30 minutes. And I, from just the comments that Caleb Porter has made, I expect Jonathan Mensah to play. So I think those two will start at center back. You'll have Harrison Awful and Milton bounds Milton didn't as well. Didn't get an update per se on him, but there wasn't anything in that game against Monterey that made me think he came away injured. I just thought he was probably resting and they thought, you know, they would just play Waylon Francis. Uh, Caleb Porter did say Alex Matan is not ready for a start yet. He wants guys to be able to play about 60 minutes. And Matan's a guy who came over here, uh, had his first training session a day before the Philly game. So he's only really been with the team for a little over a week. COVID before that, when he got here, he told us. So he's probably another week or so away from being 60 minutes to 90 minutes match fit. I expect him to come off the bench, but I would think you're going to see Pedro Santos starting in the middle and Luis Diaz, uh, Derek Etienne Jr. on the wings, and then Nagby and Artur in the middle. Jossie, we'll, we'll see if what his injury is. If he doesn't start, you have Bradley Wright-Phillips. So Lucas being out is, is certainly a hole, but you look at getting Jonathan Mensah back when Monterey is going to be more full strength. I think that... Is a leg up for the crew in the second leg than they had in the first game, um, but it'll, it's going to be mighty tough for yeah. sure. Santos, I think, will have to play the, one of the games of his career. Kyle, what do you got? I mean, dude. Oh
2: uh, no, I just wanted to say the thing I I think that that we're going to miss in is like how good Milton was uh, the other night. You yeah. know, I thought he was a second best player out there, and and absolutely, you uh, know, he, he had a couple of fantastic runs, and you know. Um, and then two, the other thing is, is, uh, that last goal, man, uh, you,
1: uh
2: I've <laughs> called out room. I've called out room before last year. I mean, you got to knock that ball out, man. It, the guy headed it within the six yard ball. Bo- I mean, come on, like the end, you know, they're coming. Like, why sit back on the line? Why? Like, you know, you saw it a couple of times last year and it just drives me nuts. Like be aggressive, knock it out. Like, I, you know, I, why sit back and wait and then throw your hands up and be basically hopeless, you know?
1: And I've uh, seen other times so uh, far this year, Kyle, where he's come so far out of yeah. the box and almost given that, up a goal. So yeah, that's a good point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: uh, there's a little
0: miscommunication there, too. Uh, uh, was there not Jacob Zagrego? Yeah.
1: Williams and Artur, yeah. which I, I made the comments to you, Mike. I think that's a moment where Jonathan Mensah being in right. there. Josh is a really good leader, but. Jonathan Mensah being in there to direct some traffic yeah. would have made a difference, I think.
0: And uh, fans hope they see him back uh, Wednesday night. Fair to say, is, is it was just Probably. a little hamstring strain or something like that?
1: They got a scan on it; nothing came back. Uh, I, as far as I know, it's more Porter said it was more likely he would play Wednesday than this weekend. So, yeah, I I would bet on him being back unless there was another flare up or he just has not. Gotten better in the last couple of days. And, and we'll find out tomorrow afternoon when we talk with Caleb Porter.
0: Gentlemen, there's no rest for the weary. I mean, they opened April 8th. And, uh, you know, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four.
1: Six games in uh, 19 days.
0: Yeah. yeah. Six, seven. It'll be eight games in 34 days uh, by the time they, they, they play Wednesday. Um, they, they, obviously, in Monterey, they're home against DC on Saturday. And then right back the following Wednesday, May 12th, against uh, Tor- uh, at Toronto. So
1: In um, Orlando. So yeah. Toronto won't be uh, yeah. 95 degrees this time yeah. of year. Well,
0: <laughs> by my count, that's uh, that's uh, nine in, in uh, 34 days. Eight
2: in 34 days. Uh, do we have an update on Kitchen at all?
1: Um, don't know about him. He popped up on the injury report after... The availability with Porter the day after the Monterey game and did not ask about him uh, after the game, so I'll have to inquire about him.
0: Yeah, nine and thirty-four days. Yeah, Kitchen's a guy that uh, you'd want available, I think, heading into Monterey. Um, yeah. If things if things start to get a little physical in the middle, you know, he's got a little casperitis in him if, if he needs to use it.
1: He's the only pit bull on the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Evan Bush uh, called him. Caleb Jr. earlier this offseason. Oh, jeez, man, that's harsh.
2: All right, guys.
0: Anything else, Patrick do no. You got anything? He's got nothing. Jacob,
1: looking forward to a Wednesday's game. I have no idea really what to expect. Uh, I, I think they do need to be a bit more aggressive, but that that'll be challenging because I would assume the officials will be quick to make or or uh, pull any cards or, or not.
0: Well. Or not, Jacob? Do we know anything about what they're allowing into the stadium in Monterey? No, I, I do not know.
1: Yeah, that'd be something
0: interesting to look at because you know those fans are going to be they're going to be jacked up. You know,
1: there were some fans uh, here on Wednesday It yeah, made for a good, for a, a great go- atmosphere, a goodly contingent. Kyle, you got anything else to add before we wrap
0: it up here?
2: The only thing I'm really looking forward to uh, Wednesday is if uh, you know if the crew needs needs some away <laughs> goals. I, I'd like to see Porter maybe put up you, you know. Bradley Wright Phillips and Zardes, you know, maybe you know, bring oh, Zardes changed. for the last for the last thirty minutes and go go up there two with uh you know two strikers, but change you know. of
1: formation. Yeah, Jacob, how is Zardes? We uh, all we know is he dislocated his shoulder and kind of day to day just to see how that responds. And I don't know if either of you, I've I've had one before and it like slid back into place and I just iced it for a few days and I've. Well, I've gotten surgery on it before, and uh, he played another 30 minutes after yeah. that. So yeah. I, I don't think it's really severe, but uh, we'll we'll see. Porter said he really couldn't move it on either Friday or, or Saturday. So you know, it could we'll be
0: that's that's why he got angry. Kyle, when's the last time you saw Giassi's artist get angry like oh, he did boy. on the field oh. against Monterey? It could have been like- that guy. That guy was was bear hugging him and tugging on that shoulder. Maybe he
2: just finally got it up. I like it. I think I think they I think that he needs to play more like that. I think that that would help him tremendously.
0: <laughs> well, my my point was that uh, that's that's how out of hand, out of hand that game was. Where yeah, Jassy's who like you know
2: yeah, you can. But I will say though, this could be a recipe to have had have had to beat the crew. I mean, we saw this last year. I think it was at NYFC. What they fouled they fouled the crew like twenty some times and, and really kind of got them off the game. I mean, they're if you look at. The roster and the pl- and the players they have. There's not too many, you know. There are a lot of little guys, and you know, there's not not a lot of meat out there. And you know, I I think uh, they play more, a little bit more of a finesse game than than. Uh, but interesting point.
0: But yeah. All right, for uh, Kyle Robertson and, and uh, Jacob Myers, uh, go look for all that stuff. Kyle, did Adam had a uh, a photo gallery uh, coming off the last game? Did he not? Yes. He yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's Check that on. out. Uh, yep. guys shout out your handles that's at k rob photo jacobs keeps changing his twitter handle sorry
1: it's it's been about the same for a year underscore jc myers underscore jc myers and of course at the Pop father too
0: and for those fine people I, i'm mike a thanks for joining us in the speakeasy and patrick kick us out of here